everybody, and welcome to a special Tuesday recorded edition of the No Marks About podcast. I am Michael Dion, and alongside me, a solid distance away, is one Evan Williamson. Evan, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? I am doing good. The reason that... Or, well, I guess. Uh, the reason that we are doing this show on Tuesday instead of a Thursday that we're recording this for air is, well, we both did something that we haven't done in a while. We both watched a pay-per-view and didn't absolutely hate it. So we both watched all the matches. At least I watched all the matches. They were um, we both watched all the matches. I have notes from those matches. And then as well, we watched Monday Night Raw, or at least uh, I watched a decent part of Monday Night Raw. And Evan watched Friday Night SmackDown, so we've got a lot to talk about, a lot that went on, especially with the Raw Women's title, even though there was no match at Money in the Bank, and now we see why there was no match at Money in the Bank, but we'll get that when we get to Raw. But uh, I, for one, am looking forward to this kind of show, Evan. It's been a long time since we did this. Since we watched the pay-per-view, that is. Oh. I was going to say, have we ever done this? <laughs> no, but we have also... It's also been forever since we both watched a pay-per-view together. Well, it wasn't actually together. It was a couple of hours. Like, I think I finished before you did. Yes, you did, because you watched it live. Um, yeah, no, I think it's it's uh, really interesting. And finally... Two and a half hours for Money in the Bank. Probably the shortest pay-per-view in... That was great. <laughs> 10 years? Yeah. And you know what? Better that way. Uh, Much better that way. I mean, I don't like, you know, four hours consistently, but... Uh, I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, I think that if there's good enough matches, it can be longer, but... Yes. Um, they well, had like to, this was shorter than a takeover, but didn't have as good matches. They had to put the ladder matches at the same time because nobody would want to watch that twice. No, no, I wouldn't have either. I don't think it would have made any sense either, and it would have been. Can you imagine shooting that twice? That would have been awful, or or very hard. Because see, I think it actually is easier the way that they did it to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Because then you can have all the time where the people can move or when they should have moved at the entrances, but we'll talk about that when we get to Money in the Bank. All right. Uh, we're going to save... You got this in Random and Rubber. We're going to save the... Back, unless it's something else, Becky, it, but we're going to save that for Raw. about this last week. Oh, okay. About last week, I mean, like, a few days ago. Okay, Becky thing. Uh, Friday. Is that the Becky thing, Becky thing, or... No, it's a different. Oh, go ahead then. Um, well, I saw somebody posted on... It was one of the, you know, more reputable uh, uh, dirt sheets um, that, you know, do wrestling history and stuff. And they mentioned that May 8th, 2018, SmackDown Live versus Mandy Rose was the last time Becky Lynch lost a singles match. Wow. On, on television. 
And I'm like, I did not know that. So it's been two so years since like she's lost before, the TV match. So that was like before like the Money in the Bank run and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's two whole years without losing a match on television. At least clean. Yeah. And a singles match. Singles match, yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and yeah, that's that was a, before. That's her, a hell of a run right there. Because after that match, she probably, that was when she won to get into Money in the Bank, I think. And she was like started right. winning almost every week. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. It is, and that's a great run from a great wrestler. Okay. Uh, and no, you know what? I'll save that for Raw. I'll save this thought for Raw. The thought that I had. So let's keep going. You have a note about Roman Reigns, who they don't talk about anymore. Yeah, apparently Roman Reigns is doing fine. Um... He said that the medicine he's taking to be in remission actually doesn't hurt his immune system. Which I don't know if that's true or not. I hope it would be nice if it was, but yeah. uh, uh, he said that uh, you know we heard that his wife was expecting twins. I thought that she just found out, but apparently that they were born eight weeks ago. Oh wow! So he's been uh, there. Um. He said that he looks forward to coming back, but, you know, that's, uh, he wants to be a family person right now, I guess. Yeah. And Vince is probably still a little butthurt that he didn't Yeah, Vince is still pissed at him, because Vince is an a-hole. And we'll talk about that. I'll mention this to him when he may. God, he looks like crap. Vince. He looks like he's got one foot in the grave. And then, well, can, can we wait to talk about this until Thursday? Because we're not going to have too much content Thursday, because then I can watch it. Sure. I'll watch it today or tomorrow. Okay. We'll talk so, about the first episode of Undertaker The Last Ride on Thursday when I get a chance to watch it, because I didn't know if Evan was going to watch it, so I didn't. Of course I was going to watch it. I don't know if you were or not. All right. Let's go to Friday Night SmackDown from last Friday. Yeah, so not a lot happened. Uh, like I, like I said before, this was you know pretty much getting into the lull of wrestling around this time of year. Um, and uh, Mandy versus Sonya was the first match. They had their first match. Um, and it was decent. Um, you know, we always say that matches between like legit friends are always better. Because they trust each other more, <laughs> and I think that the if as they keep going, I think their matches will end up getting better when they learn, you know, what they can do and everything. Um, but uh, Sonia ended up winning, and um, I think it was by roll up. I don't remember what it was from, but um, it was a decent match. Um, just I see these, and then I'm always reminded, like I got kind of invested into this feud. And then they wrestle, and then I always get reminded, God, Mandy sucks. I mean, she's still green. You'll have that. Yeah, but, ugh. And then it's like you watch Sonya, and then it's like, ugh. And Mandy's terrible. Hopefully she can pull a Carmella and get better. 
Yeah. Not too crazy about Sonya's new ring gear, but that's just me. I'm not too crazy about any of the new ring gear that they've been doing lately. I'm not too crazy about Gargano's. Oh, who got new music this week? Who got wasn't, new music? Wasn't there somebody at SmackDown that got new music this week? Uh, Seth Rollins got new music. Rollins, there you go. Rollins got new music recently. Terrible music, by the way. I'm, I'm not thrilled about that either. What? I knew it was somebody at Monday in the Bank. That's right, it was Seth. I'm not thrilled with that. Um, Ray White and Braun Strowman interaction also happened. And these were good because you have Braun who's rah, be, me, big, strong, and then you have Bray who's, oh, just wonderful. <coughs> Bray's great. He's getting up there as one of my favorites. He's like, I'm, he's really over with me at the moment. Um, that was pretty much. Oh, they had the big, you know, before Money in the Bank tag team match with the SmackDown participants involved. I oh, think. okay. Um, then uh, they all fought for the briefcase, even though it wasn't time for that yet. Otis broke a few rungs of the ladder. And then King Corbin ended up grabbing the briefcase. And I believe that's how SmackDown went off the air. Okay. So that's it for Friday Night SmackDown. That's all the notes that we have. That's all the notes that I have, certainly. Um... Unless you really care about T Carmella and Dana Brooke talking, but uh, I honestly I don't. don't remember that happening. Well, it's on the YouTube, so what's that right. about? I have no idea. I'm not going to watch it. I don't care, and especially since Dana Brooke is now uh, dead, gay babe, and career. So uh, yeah, rip Dana Brooke. We'll get to that when we get to the Money in the Bank ladder match. Okay, so. I have copious amounts of notes written out, and I also have our predictions, because we'll actually pay attention to those for once. Um, and I have predictions uh, up as well, so I'm going to pull out my notes. And that's not the right win window to minimize and double screen. Here it is. This is the right window to minimize and double screen. All right. Okay, so... First, to kick off Money in the Bank 2020, we had the SmackDown Tag Team Titles match. Um, interesting line from commentary immediately. Corey Graves calls the New Day a great tag team. Well, they are. And two, and two minutes later says, The Lucha House Party is a few wins away from being great. So if the Lucha House Party would actually win two matches, apparently they'd be on the same level as eight-time tag champs. So Graves had a stupid line of commentary here. Also, um, the Forgotten Sons have three members. The New Day used to have three members, so that got brought up. 
<laughs> Corey Graves said, so Michael Cole says, you know, the New Day are used to the numbers game because they usually have Xavier Woods outside. And Corey, but he's out with an Achilles injury, and Corey Gray says, is Achilles injury code for video game addiction? <laughs> that was funny. Um, I don't know how much you have to say about this. I don't know. I don't have too much to say. I, I really wrote... only paid attention to a couple matches because I was watching something else on TV at the time. Okay. Um, it was Ten minutes into thing, this. You know, hanging out with mom and stuff. Ten minutes into this, I did write down Forgotten Son should win this match because they were building towards that and they were doing a good job. Okay. For the Forgotten Sons, Jackson Riker, the big heavy, I don't know if you can call him a heavy, the taller guy, was on the outside and interfered. Um, the ref launched a guy in an ODQ match. Um... Even the commentators were like, it's no DQ. What? I I feel like they were scripted to do that, but even still, at least they didn't make the announcers look stupid. So good on them for making the announcers look aware. But, uh, oh, hey, look, let's hit the ref in the face with a shovel again. Um, And then... Referees make mistakes all the time. What was it where uh, they made somebody break a submission hold in a cage match? The um, the finish to this match came like 10 seconds later and it wasn't on a member of Forgotten Sons. So, this launch was stupid. It was in a no-DQ match. So, throwing a guy out in a no-DQ match makes the ref look like he's a moron who doesn't know what he's doing and isn't paying attention to like what kind of match he's supposed to be refing, which he should be paying attention. It makes the ref look like crap. And then you have the finish like 10 seconds later and it doesn't involve that at all. So you you buried your referee. You made your referee look like crap. And you didn't even get a finish out of it. Like that didn't even lead to the finish. It was something else entirely. So that spot was just completely stupid. Um, uh, this was a... This was a good match, though. Other than that really pissing me off, this burying the ref for no reason, this match was fine. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, I actually didn't write down who won, but I'm pretty sure it was the New Day. Yeah, I think it was the New Day. I actually forgot to do that on my notes here. I forgot to write down who who won the damn matches. Um, let me just triple check and make sure. Yeah, the new day. Um, what in the world was that noise? Oh, the stupid ads. I hate that. Okay, sorry, I got an ad blaring in my ears. Um, yeah, new day one. This was fine. You know, there was there was nothing wrong with this. There was nothing incredible about this. Lucha House Party did some pretty good work in this match. The Forgotten Sons did some really good work in this match. The Miz is the Miz. Morrison is Morrison. There was a point in this match that detracted a little bit from me because it got two on the high fly side, and then it was nice when the Miz got tagged and it went back to the ground because it just got to silly. 
There was a point in this match where between the Lucha House Party and the New Day and well, Morrison slightly, it got a little silly with the high fly stuff. Cause just like oh Hurricane Rana's, but he jumps out of it and does this and does this. It just it and there was like six people involved and they were waiting for they were standing there waiting for spots. Like it just got super silly. Other than the minute of silliness that was so very clearly like stuntman like, that was just kind of dumb. That you know other people like a Ricochet do better like. Ricochet does incredible high-flying super athletic stuff, but he's actually fighting somebody. He's not doing parkour. This looked like there was a point in this match where it looked like a bunch of guys doing parkour together. It was it got stupid for a little bit, for a little bit. But other than that, I didn't mind this. It was nice. There's a bunch of people doing well. Um if I were to grade this to kind of give thoughts uh, if it's on a star system or a GPA system I'd give it a two and a half out of five if it was on an FDA skill I'd give it a B minus this would have been a B or three stars but <clears throat> this the launching a guy for no reason and the pure stupidity the, just the this not the pure stupidity the pure silly in the middle and uh, and but you know what? There there is a bit of an extra point given to this because the backslap blind tags was really starting to piss me off because every tag was that, especially in the silly section. Every tag was like like tagging the guy in his back as he's doing a move. Like where the guy in the ring wouldn't even know he was getting tagged. Like it was getting out of control. And good on the referee, because the Lucha House Party tries to do a tag where the member on the outside is not even on the ring apron. He's literally on the floor and slaps his partner's leg as he's falling down and goes tag himself in. And Michael Cole yells, tag! And, I go, and I'm like, no, you idiot, that is not a tag. That's slapping a guy in the ankle. And good job, referee, didn't allow the tag, made... I, I, I'm sorry, I forget which member of the house party. Get up on the on the apron, grab the rope, and tag him in. Good. So good. he probably... Good on the referee, so he probably was supposed to tag him in before he fell out of the ring? Like the... No, no, no. Like, the, the guy on the outside got knocked off, and he was trying to climb back in the ring, but his partner was in trouble, so he just tried to tag him, like, through the middle rope, through the bottom rope. And the ref was like, no, 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 we're going to do this right. Like, the ref finally got offended at all the all the awful tags and not at all legal tags and the actual rules of the thing. Well, blind tags are are legal. But aren't, you're supposed to be holding the rope, aren't you? Or be anywhere near your corner? I mean, yeah. Oh, look, I don't usually pay attention to this kind of thing. But, th but some of these were egregious. I mean, blind tags make more sense when it's a Fatal 4 triple threat because... I know, but the, dude, there were some of them that I was like, alright, dude, seriously? That's not a tag. That That's barely even a tag. There's there's the, not even rules to this at this point. Um, but yeah, 
uh, you know, and, and again, other than falling into the trap of there is too much going on and you got kind of silly, it was good. It was a B. It was solid. This was a solid way to open a pay-per-view. I didn't even take notes on Bobby Lashley and our truth because I don't know why it happened. It was entertaining. I'll give it. Like, that. were they flashing back to Raw? I'm so confused. And then, I Lashley won. I I don't know why it happened. It was supposed to be MVP versus r Truth. I didn't see that one at all anywhere because I didn't. We didn't even predict that one. That's because it they set that on SmackDown. It wasn't scheduled yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that was because I didn't watch that segment on SmackDown. Like I is it? That's why I didn't know. Okay, it wasn't announced on SmackDown either. I think that was announced the day of. Oh, or whatever. But it was. It wasn't announced when we did our show. Okay. Uh, it was supposed to be MVP and Truth, and Lashley came out and replaced MVP, and I was super confused, so I skipped this because I thought it was a TV match. I mean, R-Truth basically just got murdered, and then later on in the night, he cuts a promo and says that MVP lost a lot of weight, but Lashley would weigh more than MVP, so that didn't really make sense. I don't think that's what he said, I no, he did. He literally said, man, looks like MVP has lost a bunch of weight. And I was like, no, he didn't. Well, wouldn't muscle count as, like, you losing well, weight? Like, if you've been... Well, well muscle weighs more than fat. But you look at Lashley and you look at MVP. But I think can, Bobby Lashley is consider, the... consider, like, MVP is not as, you know, fit as he used to be. He's kind of... No, like he's that. not not no, not what he used to be. No. Bigger. Lashley is ripped. Right. So, you know, so that makes sense by saying, "Oh, MVP has lost weight because <sighs> we would consider somebody being strong like you would gain muscle by losing weight." Okay, how about this? It was just lazy. It was this was this was bad, silly hard truth. This wasn't very good. Um, I don't really have anything to say about it because I I honestly skipped the match because I was confused. I thought this was a TV match, and uh, the the promo later on was very stupid. So, uh, next one. So this I hated. Other people seem to like it. That's fine. You probably liked it. That's fine, too. I just hated this. Bailey with Sasha versus Tamina. My God, this match was damn near a dud. Um, first, for the love of God, please fix Bailey's hair and her makeup. She is such a beautiful person, and she is ugly as crap. Um, she doesn't look like a heel. She looks, I literally wrote this down. Bailey, uh, she looks like a mom that's mad her kid isn't playing on a soccer team. She doesn't look like a wrestling heel. Um, they start out, they do, this is incredibly slow for no reason. There's a lot of milking here. Uh, another note that I have Tamina picks up Bailey, puts her like on her shoulder, you know, where you're holding them flat on your shoulder, starts smacking her butt, and puts her on the top rope and slaps her. Like, what? Uh, huh? What? 
Don't move! Do something! Jesus! Tamina finally did an actual offensive move, like three minutes into this match, like a wrestling move. And Bailey rolls out. It goes on longer and longer and gets worse and worse with like half of a move and then a rollout. And again, it was not like Gargano Champa where these were big hitting moves that meant something. It was like really stupid moves and the Bailey rolled out or Tamina would look like a moron. Like, ugh, this was terrible. Uh, I can't remember what it was and I couldn't remember exactly at the time. Michael Cole said something really stupid on commentary that made no sense, and Graves called him out for it. And I really appreciate that about Graves, that he calls out the dumb crap that Cole either says or is forced to say. Um, okay. So there's a point in this match where the ref looks like an idiot again. Tamina takes a couple of moves from Bailey, like, a, the, like the first string of moves in this match came five minutes in. Tamina kicks out at one. Oh, this is what Cole got called out for called out for in commentary by Graves. Um Tamina takes four moves from Bailey, like basic moves, then Bailey goes for the pin. Then the ref checks on Tamina, like, Tamina, can you continue? And Michael Cole goes, Oh, the official is checking on Tamina. If she if she can continue, and then Graves says, like, what? What are you talking about? She took four moves. Um, so that, so yeah, but why is the ref checking on somebody after four moves? This big imposing force, and then Bailey kicks her twice and well, body slams her once, and well, it's a one protocol. count. Protocol: If somebody is down, you usually go and make sure they're okay. So then, so any- then it's on commentary then. So then, this isn't the ref. This is on Michael Cole. Because the implication of, at least verbally from commentary of, well, he could oh my gosh, can this person was doing. can this person continue? Is like, oh, you know, something big has happened. But this was after a one count. It's either on the ref or it's on Cole. It's one of the two. Um, for making them look dumb. Uh, Tamina does the worst super kick I've ever seen. Somewhere, this is somewhere after pinfall. Tamina gets uh, ahead of steam. Does the worst super kick in the history of the world. If you're gonna get countered, at least make it look semi-normal instead of kicking her towards the face. She literally kicks her straight in the chest. Uh, so Bailey obviously grabs it for a knee bar. You could see this counter coming a mile away. Bailey unhooked her legs for half the knee bar. She uncrossed her legs. So Tamina could have just picked up her leg. So this knee bar looked like crap. Um, after some, after some, the whole time she didn't have it in. Yeah, exactly. After some crappy knee bar. Then Tamina got picked up by Bailey, and Bailey goes and falls because Tamina's heavy. So apparently, uh, never mind. Um, so apparently, you know, Bailey doesn't have that that wrestler strength, that John Cena picking up Big Show strength. Um, her face was hilarious. Bailey's face when she falls down is hilarious. So. I would if I was an opposing wrestler, I'd never give let Tamina go near water before a match with me. Cause Tamina's getting the crap beaten out of her. She's under the bottom rope. 
Bailey steals the water from Corey Graves and then drinks out of it because, you know, germs in this day and age don't mean anything, right? It was a new bottle of water. It was new? Yeah. I thought he had drink out of it. No. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So, fine, then. And if um, he did, I doubt he put his mouth on it. He probably, you know, did the, you know, the sports drinking. Mm-hmm. Where you just pour it into your mouth and not touch it. Right. Um, Bailey throws water in Tamina's face, and then all of a sudden Tamina hulks up and beats the crap out of Bailey. <laughs> okay, um, so, um, I, I can surmise Tamina's new character after this match like this. Uh, spinach is to Popeye as water is to Tamina. Uh, because this water in the face may, it's like somebody killed Tamina's puppy. Well, Tamina almost got herself disqualified, so pretty much it was that she was, like, Bailey was trying to bait her to get angry because I guess Tamina apparently has anger issues or something, um, which makes sense. Um, so she was trying to get her to get mad and it didn't work, and then it suddenly it worked. And she did not like that. <laughs> so, thinks that's what they were trying to go with. Still kind of stupid, though. Um, or, or a weird choice of what to get mad about. Um, and it, and it, but it must have been holy water because it healed all of Tamina's injuries. Anyway, Tamina finally loses. This was slow in a bad way. This went on forever, even though it was only like 10, 12 minutes. Awful. Bad. I would say 0.5 out of 5. Uh, D on an FTA scale. Blech. Worst match of the night. I mean, I liked it because of the character development, mostly. Because I just enjoy, you know, Bailey, you know, we can, there are a few people that actually, like, not necessarily work better without a crowd, but are definitely doing very good in the setting. And I think Bailey is one of those because she interacts with Michael Cole. Yeah, that was funny. That was, And good. I think that that's just awesome. Especially like when Corey Graves gets into it, <clears throat> where uh, where he says, "See, Michael, I wait until they're on the other side of the ring before I say something bad about them." Oh yeah, Graves is great. And then, like when he was talking about about the knee bar that she had in, <clears throat> Michael was like, "Or didn't have in." Well, <clears throat> she, uh, Michael said, "Don't say that. You'll actually come in and yell at you." <laughs> And I just thought the interactions that Bailey has with, and you know, it did what it did. I mean, Tamina's not the best, so no, she was basically a jobber for a long time. It's kind of, right. you know, it was there. It it padded the time. Yes, it's it was certain it, it poorly padded the time, but or not poorly padded the time. It was there. Poorly, but it was there. Did you now? Did you dislike it as much as I did? Like, where is this on a sliding scale for you? I don't dislike it as much as you did, but there's a lot of things that you like that. But I don't. 
I don't think there's anything I dislike as much as you dislike things, so... True. Well, <clears throat> except for the way they treat Japanese wrestlers. That's true. It's 10... It's ten the match was 10.30, by the way. 10.30, okay. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay, next up. Uh, I was like, oh, thank God. I literally wrote down, oh, thank God, a good match should be next. Braun and Bray, universal title. Oh, Bray Wyatt is awesome. It was not The Fiend, it was Bray Wyatt. And it I also was... noticed that this match, uh, I kind of, you know, you look oh, in the corner Bray. sometimes where it says live. This match wasn't live. I yeah, no. The, I didn't see the live in the corner, but all, I think all the other ones besides Money in the Bank. We're live. Yeah. Um, this was awesome. So again, the mind games, but it wasn't slow like Bailey and Tamina where they were just walking around. Wyatt was talking. They were accomplishing story things. Well, to be the fair, Bailey and was talking a lot during their match. They... They locked up, but this is actually like a years-long thing that they have years-long background for this match. Um, so it was better to do it here. Uh, they locked up. Braun got the move off. He won the clinch. Then they separated. Bray talked again. Boy, you're strong. Like, oh my god. Oh, Bray's fantastic. Please give him a microphone whenever possible. Um... And then the second time that they do a lockup and Braun gets the lockup, he goes after. It's like, okay, good. Now you finally, you do the break once where Bray is like, wow, you're a strong young fella. Because, you know, Bray's like the father figure, right? Or at least in his head, he's the father figure. And, you know, Braun, the back black sheep, he's trying to beat Braun and bring him back home. Like, this was, like, okay. They're, they're doing a really good job here so far. And then the second time they did the clinch and Braun got the move instead of Bray getting the move. Then Braun stayed on and went after him. Good. Nice. There we go. Okay. Bray is getting beat up. Huskus Pig or Huskus Hog. I can't remember. Huskus comes out and says, come on, Bray. You can do it. Oink, oink, oink. Then Bray turns into Bray Wyatt. His clothes don't change, thank God. But he starts, like, wrestling. He does some impressive moves. Um, he did Sister Abigail to Braun and kicked out of it. And Braun kicked out. At first, I was insanely pissed. But then I remembered, wait a minute, it's protected because this is Bray, not The Fiend. Because at first when they did this, I was mad as hell. And then I realized, okay, wait, 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 wait. That is just because this is Bray, not The Fiend. Okay, so I'm okay with this. Um, stop going in the middle row, coming into the ring. You get grabbed countered, punched every freaking time. Seriously. It has become a wrestling pet peeve watching people climbing back into the ring that jam their head to the middle rope. Because guess what happens every time? Oh. Annoying. Well, it wouldn't matter which part of the ring you came into, you would 
the way you get into the ring, you open yourself up to being attacked anyway. But they do it the same way every time. They grab the rope, shove the head through with nothing else. That's... Uh, uh. Make it look better. Don't be, don't be freaking stupid. Um... So, anyway, so Bray hits a move on Braun because he jumped up onto the apron, went, put his head through the middle rope like a moron. Then he knocked him out. Braun goes under the ring, gets the black sheep mask, comes back into the ring, and the black sheep, like, Bray is like, I knew you'd come back, I knew you'd come back. And then the, the, the puppets pop up. Um, uh, not way, uh, Mercy. Uh, Waylon Mercy, Ramblin' Rabbit, uh, Sister Abigail, all pop up. Welcome home, welcome home, welcome home. Uh, Braun kneels and Brain kneels for the hug. They hug. Then Braun take off the mask and he's like shaking mad and he stomps the mask. Picks up Ray, running power slam. Braun wins. And retains right afterwards. Bray is laying in the corner, and then they do the flash of the fiend thing. So this is not over. The fiend is going to come. Oh God, they're going to put the title on the fiend again. Oh no. Uh oh. The only thing is, but this see, okay, they have booked themselves into a corner again because <clears throat> if. The next match of Bray and Braun should be the Fiend and Braun, and the Fiend has to win. But you need to get the title off Braun. Well, the obvious option is use the money in the bank contract. We'll get into why later. There's that, no way that happens. That can't work. Um. Anyway, but for this match. If it was on a star scale, four stars out of five, B plus on F to A. The match itself was fine. It was just like a mid-level match. The storytelling was great. Wyatt is awesome. Braun plays his part in this perfectly. Great job, guys. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Or I guess I should say very good stuff because I said the first match was good. The, the first match of the night was good. This was very good. This wasn't great, perfect, earth-shattering. This was just very good. This was like the... This is exactly what this feud should have had. Kind of match. You know, not every match needs to be an hour slugfest, you know, with, high, with big moves and stuff. But this was awesome for this feud. This was a really good job. Uh, anyway, your final thoughts on that? Uh, that was another one of the like I only said like I said I only really paid attention to a couple of matches, uh -huh. so I paid like this one I paid a little bit more attention to than the next match. But yeah, I thought it was you know it was decent. Like I'm not really liking them two in the title picture right now because you know they're booking themselves into corners and stuff. Okay. Um. Okay. Update on our predictions, by the way. So we all had the same predictions, and we're all three and zero so far. Okay. 
Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. Please. Please, please, please. Wait, what'd you say? I was just saying Seth Rollins has a new theme song. Which is terrible. It is terrible. Okay. Please, 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 please. Please, 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 please. I want Samoa Joe to be the only color guy on Raw. Oh my god, you actually have a color guy. Like, like, gr like, Graves obviously fits this mold. Ex-wrestler actually knows what he's talking about. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. <clears throat> Excuse me. He does a fantastic job of the breakdown stuff, of the psych stuff. He does awesome. As a commentator, a triple plus to Samoa Joe. This made me hate Byron Sexton for existing. Well, he's a former wrestler. Because shut the hell up, you suck at color. There is a gold star color guy sitting right there. Shut up. So this uh, this makes Sexton. I mean, people already don't like Byron Sexton. This is gonna make people hate him more. Because Sexton doesn't need to be here anymore. They already they have a better color guy, a much, much better color guy in Samoa Joe sitting at that desk now. Um, yeah, he he does a great job on commentary. I know I'm supposed to talk about a match here, but he does a fantastic job at uh, at his new job, which is commentary. I, I'm sad that it's his new job. <laughs> you know, I, well, it's, isn't it still temporary? I hope, uh, yeah, I think it is, uh, and I certainly hope it is. But, uh, but yeah, no, he's he's great at it either way. Um, good ups to Samoa Joe for taking his new role and doing the best he can with it, and doing an awesome job. Um, I'm not trying to kiss Joe's ass, but he was really good at that. Um, in Rollins and McIntyre, oh, so something I have failed to mention so far: they have done like 15 table spots. Announcer table spots. <clears throat> in every match except for Lashley and uh, Truth, somebody has gone over the announce table. Literally, all of them. So, what's with the... What, what did the announce table ever do to you? The same thing like, they always do. Remember, Spanish announce table is usually the one thing that gets broken all the time. No, I know, to. but it's it's kind of common. But no, but they did it like excessively in this pay per view, and they even mention like what the commentary table do to you because they've done this like eight times, and it gets magically rebuilt perfectly every time. So I don't think it ever proven. breaks. Yeah, but they like knock all the stuff off. Everything comes unplugged. So good on the crew for reassembling it. Um uh, this was this was really good. Um so there is a uh I can't remember if this is a stomp or not. Seth Rollins does one of his big moves. Drew kicks out. There was a lot of early kickouts from McIntyre here, like Rollins stuff wasn't affecting him much. And Samoa Joe's whoa, like he like they showed Joe in the camera shot, like, most of him, so it was looked semi-unintentional. 
And he's like, whoa, he jumps back, he yells whoa on commentary, he actually sounds like he's really surprised, his face looks surprised, not that fake surprise. Um, again, more <clears throat> more good giant Samoa Joe. I <clears throat> God, I, I need to get some water in a second. Um, I didn't, I didn't write too much down about this, because this was what you'd expect. Again, you know, like, this was a, a really good match. You know, Rollins sells like crazy. Drew McIntyre is really good. Like, this was two really good people having a really good match. They didn't have the match of their lives. They didn't have one insanely competitive because that's not what this called for. They had a match. They had a really good match. Uh... The uh, McIntyre's knee has been damaged. At one point, they're up. He's up on the top turnbuckle. Rollins jumps up there, superplex, power through, Falcon's arrow. Gets, I think, a two count. That was awesome. So that looks great as always. Seth Rollins maintains control, throws McIntyre into the tree of woe, and stomps on his injured knee, a knee that has been worked on in the match. McIntyre springs up and whips Rollins across the ring, which Rollins got great height on, and McIntyre looked really strong and really explosive doing that. Okay, this was very solid, except for the finish, because in the finish, Rollins' shoulders were not down. God damn it. Ya did everything so well. And then you effed up the most basic part. Well, it happens. Um, and it's right in the camera shot, so hopefully they use it. You can so clearly see it. Um, and then, like, so, like, one and two, his shoulders aren't down, and then three, he realizes, so he pushes his shoulders down. It was kind of funny. Um, so I wrote really solid match, except for the finish. And then afterwards... The Drew goes for a handshake and says, hey, if you're the leader that you say you are, you'll shake my hand. And he gets Rollins to shake his hand. So, well, you guys, I was going to take off a half a point for the finish. And then the post-match got it back. Another four out of five here. I give this an A because... <clears throat> an A on a letter grade scale because I did like this one a little bit better. I, I like the end reaction a bit better. But again, not everybody, not everything needs an A plus match. And I think that the Braun and Bray thing was perfect for what it was. This was better because the end reaction was better. And honestly, because the commentary was better. Um, and the aesthetics mean something. Four out of five. A on F to A. So we wrap up and go into the Money in the Bank portion of the show. We've had one dud, a solid, a, you know, a good match, a very good match, and a better, very good match. A slightly higher, very good match. So... I, I was pretty happy so far. This was a really good pay-per-view. What did you think so far until we get to the ladder matches? Um, I mean, like I said, we're kind of getting to the lull of wrestling right now at this time, and 
Uh, I was pretty much only wanting to watch the Money in the Bank ladder match. I mean, the other stuff was just there. So I just had most of it. So I watched a couple of the matches, like, focused on a couple of the matches. Um, but uh, most of them I just on the background. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was decent. You know, it's, it's a, it's a lower tiered, I mean, it's, it's it's different from Money in the Banks in the past. Like, where well, is there usually a pay per view one before Money in the Bank? No, I don't think so. There's usually something like that. Unless it's most of the WrestleMania rematches, right? Is it Backlash? Well, Backlash is going to be June this year. Or is it Battleground? Well, let's no. take a look. I guess it. Uh. I guess it is uh, Money in the Bank. I thought there was something beforehand. Go look at previous years. I just did uh, last year. It was Money in the Bank was second. No. Was after after a special event. So it's not like in years past where, you know, Backlash and Judgment Day were pretty much where you have the rematches. Right. Which is fine. Yeah, I don't mind not having another exact copy of Mania, but worse. That's fine. You don't need it. But All right. I- was really looking forward to the Money in the Bank match, though. Okay. So, the Money in the Bank matches is fine, as long as you accept the following. That the wrestling pay-per-view is over, and you are now watching entertainment. Like, you were watching the E of WWE. Take out the W. <clears throat> okay, now we can review... Now we can go over these. Because if this was supposed to be wrestling, this was the worst thing I've ever seen, and Luthez is going to come back and beat people up. Well, in all fairness, gimmick matches are very rarely wrestling. Um, this this wasn't anywhere close to wrestling. This was pure stupidity. But if you look at it as a, <clears throat> a uh, B-grade action movie or a just pure entertainment like in a TV show, this was great. So, as long as you have the TV show mindset, like I accepted before the match even began, because right away, they made no sense. Um, I watched this it, match uh, again not too long ago, so I actually wrote notes about in-order stuff. So, as long as you don't expect wrestling to appear... As long as you don't expect anything to make sense, and as long as you expect television, one half of this was good, one half was pure garbage. All right. If you expected wrestling at all in this match, then you were stupid to begin with because it was never billed as a Well, it's an effing wrestling show, so... It was um, a backstage brawl. I mean, the street fight wouldn't be considered a wrestling match. Okay, I hate the intros. I hate them, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. Why in the MF is there music being played when they're supposed to be running up to the top? Why didn't somebody just run? 
Because like, you can't Shayna. because the match hadn't started yet. It's not a match, though. It's clearly not a match. There's no wrestling involved. It just establishes, remember? So why the hell does there have to be a bell? Because there's still if rules. Oh no! If you're gonna no, no, it's not. I just said that a street fight isn't isn't a isn't a wrestling no, but match this either. Is, but this is beyond a street fight. This is like this is like you wanted a ring bell in the freaking Hardy Compound match with the drones and stuff. And there was, I think. Was there? Really? Mm-hmm. But no, th- there didn't need to be a bell. Or screw it. There could have been a bell, but it doesn't matter where anybody was because the guys were on a different floor than the girls were. Because the girls were on, in the lobby and the guys were in a workout room. So it didn't matter what room they were in. So why wasn't Shayna or... Uh, is Mella Healer a face at this point? Is she a face? Yes. Maybe Naya. Why wasn't one of the heels already on the roof? Why... it Like... Screw the entrances. I thought they were doing it with Asuka, but then she was just standing up on the railing so that they could kill time to do the guy's start. Um, what in the heck was that sound? I think so. Sorry, uh, there was a loud sound from upstairs. Um, so, the intros were terrible. Shayna should have come out last and beaten them all up. Um... But them just standing there looked really stupid. Them just standing there in a line like school children waiting for lunch to end or standing in the line, lining up at recess to go back inside looked so stupid. At least with the guys, they were standing in a circle, talking smack, like looking like they were ready to fight. Whereas the girls were just all standing there looking real pretty. So this was off to a bad start, even in his action movie. Um, as they would come in, like the guys would come in, they would talk crap. As the girls would come in, they would stand there and look like idiots. Um, some of the highlights from the men coming in. Um, <laughs> Greg King Carver, the king is here, and AJ Styles go, oh, calm down, Princess Corbin. Baron shoots back, you're washed up anyway. Um... Otis comes in to the Heavy Machinery theme music saying, sex and reps, sex and reps, over and over and over. Otis came out second, by the way. He he starts talking, yeah, I'm not saying this is in any order, I'm just saying, like, stuff that happened. But they were crap-talking each other. Daniel Bryan, I'm pretty sure, was the last one, and he was like, oh yeah, you ready to get this started? Like, oh, the, the, the men did a very good job of this. Um, the women did terribly. Um, so it starts, Asuka comes out last for the women and last in the whole thing. She, did she come out last? She can't, I think she, did she come out last or did she come out like second to last and then they, she just wasn't there yet? No, she was last. Okay. Because they're like, oh, where the hell is she? Then she's doing the hip gyrating, screamy Japanese thing and she's standing like, uh, hanging off the ledge. They ring the bell and she jumps into everybody. <clears throat> so they're all sprayed out so you can do the men's thing and then come back to the women later. Uh, the, it, this is for shooting it purposes. So that was the first move. And that spot was why they were all on the line. Well, <clears throat> you could have been in a circle. But, you know. You know, why, why critique anything when you can just defend it? Um, 
and just love on everything everybody does. We have to, um, we have to be fair. So it, they go into the weight room. The guys start fighting. <laughs> King Corbin. <laughs> he would commit murder later on in the night. He tries to commit a murder immediately by attempting to throw a twenty-five or a twenty-five, a forty-five pound plate, and hit. Da- I think it was Daniel Bryan in the face, um, which would have probably cracked his skull. So, well, uh, King Corbin's taking this seriously because he tried to kill someone. Well, he's already, you know, he's already tried to kill Elias multiple times, so... Right, so he's, so, you know, I think King Corbin may want to lay low because there's... <laughs> police may may have some questioning for him uh, at the end of this show. So, anyway, um, so yeah, so uh, King Corbin throws it and the entire, like, half of this is, like, glass mirrors... Bam! Hits it. Glass window shatters. Apparently there's something behind it. I was trying to figure out what was behind that because I saw people. Did you really? I thought I saw a wall. I thought I saw a head. Oh. Um, And then Corbin was just like, oh no. Like he's just staring at the broken glass. I did not realize it, but then I watched... uh, Oh shit. um, Oh no, what did I do? I watched uh, a clip from the Wrestling Observer. I think... They, they were going with the, oh no, broken mirror bad luck thing. Oh, that could be it too. I just thought it was, oh god, I just broke a mirror. I'm getting fined. <laughs> um, but either way, that was kind of, that was a funny moment. It was like, oh, then he got beaten up. Uh, so they move on from the weight room. This isn't all per, I didn't take notes on every single second. Uh, Don't forget the part about, uh, <laughs> Oh, yes, Otis trying to kill AJ Styles. Thank God those weights were tall enough. And him acting like... AJ Styles gets laid out on the floor, and that then... That weight lift in. <laughs> Otis goes, oh, yeah, time to do some reps, baby. Time to lift. And he deadlifts like 600 pounds. And then he traps AJ Styles under the bar, which I wanted to scream at my television and go ape bleep over this. Because he had they, to suck out his gut for it to look like he was. Well, no, 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 no. The the um the don't try this at home thing should have been before this segment because if you cause people to do this, this is going to be bad. But I was like, okay, thank God they zoomed in. It's not on his chest; it's on his stomach, and it's not even touching him. He's just where. Oh, thank the Lord, they didn't actually trap him. Because if they trapped him and run away and then had a bunch of people off screen come and get him, then you would have had idiots that would have tried that and would have actually died. Oh, so. you'll still have idiots try it and die. So, oh, thank God. Okay, okay. They covered themselves, so this is fine. <laughs> Ray Mysterio walks by. He's like, Ray, Ray, help me. Ray, Ray. Ray wouldn't be able to lift that. <laughs> I mean, he may have been able to lift it and... This reminds me of the time... You think Ray is going to deadlift that off you? This reminds me of the time where I was um, in PE, where we were in the weight room. And my partner was doing like 200 or 300 pounds. <laughs> and right before he starts, because I was spotting him, right before he starts, I, I looked at him and said, you realize if you drop this, you will die. Because <laughs> I can't help you. That's why you get other people. 
Um, but he could listen. It was fine. Um, and or, there was other people there too. So, or your teacher's a moron and doesn't put people together by strength. Well, we didn't. I mean, it's it was a relatively small class, and you know, it's hard to tell. You know, based on strengths. Well, that's why you do maxes. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. This was great. He's like, get the weight. I'm like, dude, it's sitting on the floor. He still has to deadlift it. <laughs> he said, that's local. <laughs> He's like, nope. Uh, so he left AJ Styles to he left AJ Styles to starve to death. Um, and Ray walked out. He walked down a hallway and huh? He has a flush. <laughs> yeah, he has a flush. Looks in the bathroom. Brother Love? What in the world? With the widest hands you've ever seen. <laughs> With the loudest zipper you've ever heard. Uh, the zipper's getting made fun of because it was way too loud. Because Brother Love zips up his pants. But they make it sound like he's hitting a frying pan. Um, he's like, He says something to Ray and Ray's like, man, I gotta go. <laughs> he's like... He said, I love you. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I gotta me go. Me too, but I gotta go. <laughs> uh, the brother love washes his hands and, and walks up. I saw somebody say the most shocking part of this was not brother love, but rather Pritchard washing his hands. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh gross. <laughs> oh. Like I said, if you think of it as television entertainment, then it's fine. Uh, next note I have is there's randomly, like, ring ropes in the, in the corporate offices? What in the that world? Was a, that was a sitting area, so it was, like, it was decoration on the wall. <laughs> but, they, but they were actual ropes. Yeah, well, it's a wrestling office. But. They also had, I it, think, the cell behind it. It's like, I think it looked nice. Yeah, it was, oh no, it, it was just rather convenient that it was there. So there's this, like, half a ring in this, like, a hallway. And a couple of people get beaten up. Daniel Bryan gives the yes kicks to Otis and to Baron Corbin and then runs off. Um, Doink the Clown, except... We should mention that... It that looks the, nothing like Doink shows up in... We should mention that before this, the, we actually go back to the women. Asuka has been... Asuka, before they went to the men, has been been on a on an elevator yep like a like a smart person um she only goes up the floor though apparently <clears throat> like a dumb uh, person and uh well i'm trying to remember when they because the guys went to an elevator also yeah so the guys so are the brawling guys in like the half elevator. rope area no the guys are brawling there <clears throat> and they call the elevator that Asuka is in. These are apparently the slowest elevators on planet Earth, by the way. Um, and then they're fighting, so they don't see Asuka. And Asuka's just standing in the elevator like, oh, oh, crap. And then the women show up, and then Asuka jumps back in the elevator and keeps going up. She doesn't go back. She runs out of the elevator. No, she didn't. She keeps going up, doesn't she? She gets it nope. too close. She runs out of the elevator. Hmm. Uh, it, aren't the people that played Doink dead? Uh, or retired? Like, that wasn't Doink the Clown. I don't think so. It looked so. nothing like him. 
No, I didn't. And it was random. Like, the other stuff was okay. I just thought that that was even more random. That like, who the hell are you? You're not Doink? And wait, why are you here? Because, like, okay, Brother Love makes sense. Bruce Pritchard works in the damn office. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie McMahon later on. That's a given. Vince later mm-hmm. on. Also a given. Uh, doink. Okay. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I have written: women are doing terribly, men are doing great. Isn't Doink dead? Or I thought the, I thought the dude that played Doink was dead. The original that... one is dead. I think I th- I actually think the Brooks and Brawler actually played him a couple times. Also, really? I think so. Um, in Brian Zane's review, uh, uh, Wrestling with Regret, of that, when he talked about the match, when the, he talked about the ladder match, he put a side-by-side of what, of what Doink the Clown should look like, and what that guy looked like, and he's just like, what, he's, what the hell? Uh, that was really funny. Um, cause they looked nothing alike at all, they did not. The doppelganger was not even close. Um. Oh, sorry. So then they go back to the women for a while, and they're right. And they're I'm trying all... to figure. Uh, when Naya gets, uh, we're in the conference room at this point, right? With the women, I haven't yeah, skipped too where much. Everybody starts fighting. Uh, Dana comes. Uh. Uh. Naya starts beating up. On Carmella, Carmella's apologizing because she got in her way or whatever. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Shayna and Nia go at it, and I think Nia ends up knocking down Shayna. Uh, yeah, and then Nia Dana, gets hit with a chair and Dana dies. Comes out with a with a chair, and she notices the because apparently they didn't explain the rules at the beginning of the match. Um. She's, I guess not. She sees the briefcase and she goes out and she she takes but it. But it's you know, clearly full of money, not a contract. I hope she gets to keep the money. By the way, that would be nice. I do too. <laughs> so she's she's like, yeah, she's a, and they they you know the music in the background is dun, 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 yeah right. Know. They also the celebratory music. And, and then, then Stephanie and then McMahon the, from you know, a bathroom like somewhere. There's like a record scratch and you hear Stephanie going. You realize that the. This is the conference room, right? The Well, no, the, you see Stephanie do this, and she's not anywhere near. She's not even in the hallway. Like, she's, like, in the bathroom somewhere. She's not, like, she's, they're supposed to do this, like, she's in the hallway outside and walks by and sees what she's doing. It's not. You can tell it's not the hallway. It's, like, a random white wall. And she's. Uh, Kind of stupid. Like the briefcase is on the roof, so it's pretty much doing the princesses in another castle type thing, right? And then Dana gets her head put in a poster, and then she's like, oh, "Clean up this mess." Yeah, Nia's drooling all over the place. <laughs> yeah, Carm- because Nia got murdered with a chair shot, and then Carmella because... ruins her own picture and puts it on top of Dana Brooke. Uh, Brooke hitting it was Brooke to hit Nia, wasn't he? Yes. So Brooke hits Nia with a chair, and they make it sound like a sniper went off, and Nia goes down in a hump like she's just been killed. Or a hump. A lump. Uh, so Nia's dead. Um, 
I said at this point it's getting stupid. The women thing is getting kind of stupid. The men are doing a better job. Then we flash back to the men. AJ uh, Styles a- is scared of posters. Well, you wouldn't you be? You got buried alive by that guy. So AJ comes out. No, he's, he's scared of all the posters. <laughs> he's so he's looking for Ray, and then he sees sees the Ray poster, and he he looks to go beat up. I'm gonna get you, Ray. You're gonna pay for this. Like he was. Oh, like, oh by the way, we never actually hear or see how AJ Styles bench pressed 700 pounds or whatever that was. <clears throat> they never actually show the godlike feat of strength that occurred. Well, you can make an like I know it's probably hard to even roll 700, but it was on something, right? So he could have. No, it, it was on. on the floor. It was on. It was. It was lifted up a little bit, though. He's right because there were weights there contacting the floor. He wouldn't have been able to. The only way I can see if he can somehow, and you ain't gonna roll that, by the way. If somehow he was able, not from that position, if somehow he was able to roll it and get his feet out from underneath. But that is very unlikely. Um, so anyway, superhuman strength AJ gets terrified of posters. Uh, oh, I saw a comment on Twitter Mysterio that said... Wants to be a, then he's going out. All the doors are locked, so meaning those are probably important or non-important rooms. Non-essential rooms. Or essential rooms, whichever you could think. Um, then he sees the poster of The Undertaker, which scares the crap out of him, rightfully so, because he probably has PTSD from The Undertaker. I think everyone has PTSD from the Boneyard match. Um... And then he finds uh, the room where Vince McMahon will probably be buried someday, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a casket in the room for Vince. There's a casket in the room, blue light, urn. It's like, no way. And then he goes... And He's Alistair to... kicks him in the face and throws him in there, and apparently AJ can't get out for reasons? Well, it's probably, well, could have been locked. I don't know. Unlock the door, stupid! Uh, no, don't leave me in here! Also, you know, you if you get locked in something that scares you, you probably wouldn't have the right frame of mind at the time to open the door also. I guess it's sort of true if you're stupid. Um... I saw on Twitter that they want uh, that uh, something fun WWE can do is guided tours of the corporate offices from AJ Styles, only he has to get terrified of every poster. Uh, <laughs> he has to sell for all the posters. Um, let's be let's be realistic though. Those kind of those were life size posters. If you're just randomly Those were huge. If you're just randomly walking down booyaka, the hallway, booyaka. <laughs> And you, yeah, and you suddenly hear the music in the background. It'll scare anybody. I'll get you, Ray. I'm like that's a poster. <clears throat> um. Oh, hey, speaking of Ray's theme music, did you see the last moment that we see Ray in this match, but with his old music? I sent you that. I think. I did not. Oh God, I gotta find that again and send it to you. Did you see the Lion King one though? I don't think so. Oh, come on! I sent that to you. I told you to watch it. Go watch that while I keep talking about this. Uh, next up, the men and women converge. At least the next note I have. Because they go to Paul Heyman, who apparently is going to eat all of catering. 
He's got a little bib on, and he's like, hmm, what should I eat first? And then... <laughs> and he goes for the sandwich. <laughs> he goes for the sandwich, and then everybody comes out, and Paul Heyman's doing his Paul Heyman looks that I wrote down. Of course Vince would have a fat joke about Paul Heyman here. Um... <laughs> you have the men and women pretty much trying to, or yelling at each other, trying to figure out where the briefcase is, because apparently nobody knows where the roof is. Because <laughs> they're stupid. Well, um, apparently it's like a maze. The The corporate office is like a maze, so. Yeah, they're, they're screaming at each other, they're pointing at each other, and Paul Haven's just like, and let me enjoy my meal, like, what the hell? <laughs> and then, then, Ot- then Otis has Otis. a Caesar, a Caesar, a Caesar. <laughs> Oh. He has a sandwich and goes into goes into an epileptic fit. <laughs> screams food fight, grabs a whole plate of grabs a whole plate of food, throws it, hits Paul Heyman in the face, and everybody is shocked. And then everybody's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> everybody looks like, "Oh no, Otis is gonna get fired." <laughs> and Paul Dana Brooke oh, with her head in the poster with her hands up like biting her nails like <laughs> oh Paul Heyman's face is great in this <sighs> the Dana Brooke bumps into Paul Heyman with the poster That was before, take the poster off your head that was before that and that was before? Oh, yeah that well, was anyway. before the, that was when he first it was like when he was trying to get everybody to calm down Oh, okay. Oh, gosh. Um, that then, was hilarious. Then all hell breaks loose with the food fight. Yep. Where the food men fight are throwing food at the women and vice versa. Why did Shayna choke out Ray? <laughs> Heal heat, I guess. You know, what Ray Mysterio. Why did Shayna have against Ray Mysterio? Ray Mysterio is the one that, you know, is great heel They're body. food fighting, and then all of a sudden, Ray's in the coquina clutch. What the. Why? And then he, what the did Ray ever do? by Naya and Otis. Yep, and Naya and Otis have a standoff, which is funny. That was uh, Otis. Uh, Otis's gimmick is perfect for this because then he goes into the cafeteria, which is his favorite part. We uh, uh, Carmella got powerbound to a table by Naya, also. That's yeah, and that was the last we saw of metal. Mala, not metal, metal, meh, Mala, Carmetal. Um. Okay, Otis goes, oh, pie, and he's looking at the pie, and then oh, in his yeah. little motor scooter, Johnny Ace, and I'm like, no, no, get John Laurinaitis off this damn screen. People power. People power. Otis pies Johnny Ace in the face, knocks him out of the chair, and I'm like, all right, Otis, you're my favorite wrestler now. Thank you for knocking off John Laurinaitis. I appreciate it. Um, Otis is now my favorite WWE superstar. Uh... Uh, if anybody has anything autographed to vote us, they want to send me, that'd be great. Um, they next go to the women doing a chase scene. So we see, and... uh, so keep in mind, I actually timed this out. Okay. So when I watched it the second time, Asuka right. has not been seen for nine minutes. <laughs> nine or ten minutes. Yet, they are right on her heels. Yep. So either she got really lost or trying, she got confused by. Or she's been crawling the entire time. 
So she's running in, and you see a guy. Apparently, it's Bruce Prichard's kid. Is that really? That's what I thought I heard somebody say. Because I was like, "Who the hell is this?" Um, and he's and he's mopping the floor, and Oscar's trying to. She's like, Where's the roof? Where's the roof? And then she runs away after she throws the mop at everybody. Everybody ends up following her, and Dana Brooke. You know, they said this didn't look good. I thought when I saw it the second time, I thought it looked like legit. I thought it looked like shite because it made Dana look kind of silly. And I thought it looked real because I thought I saw her hit her head on the floor. Like, you know, everybody's, like, slipped before and fallen backwards, you know. And it looked exactly like that. Yeah, but it killed it her for like half an hour. Head. This is what takes her out, by the way. Yes, Dana Brooke dies because she slipped and fell on a wet floor that wasn't glistening. So it wasn't wet. Uh, <clears throat> Dana Brooke trailing behind all the girls, trying to get back to him, slips and falls and hits her head and dies. Um, apparently cracks her head open because she's not seen for the next half an hour. Well, she's not seen um, again. It, it is this point in which Shayna Baszler disappears completely, right? No. She doesn't disappear yet? Mm-mm. Oh. Um, I actually, like, I didn't... I thought it was, but then I rewatched it today and I figured out where she disappeared after. Oh. But we go on and we have the, uh, I think, Alistair Black. I'll let you cover the next little bit. I need to give my voice a break. My throat's hurting. I need to go get a water. I will be back in a couple of minutes, okay? Okay. So Alistair Black and fighting Daniel Bryan. And AJ Styles shows up again, and then you have Corbin, King Corbin, come in, is beating people up. There's a, another brother going, continuing through the hallways to get into a conference room, and you know, you know, some of these things are, you know, no, actually, this wasn't what happened. Yeah, this was before, because that was right before they went onto the roof. So Daniel Bryan and AJ are finding each other, and I kind of want to milk this because I want him to hear this because it's a part of. Um, where they go into Vince McMahon's office. So, um, I'm trying to remember. Like, I think every all the I don't think any of the guys have been eliminated yet. For the women, you have Carmella's out. Um, Dana Brooks out. Um, uh, and that's you know the two of them are. I think that's the only two. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? I forgot to mention during the, uh, during, after the, they were set on their way, was from Stephanie, uh, Lacey Evans does a woman's right and looks like she punches um, uh, Carmella in the throat with a woman's right, and then she ends up leaving. So that was what happened earlier. You know, we're kind of mixing things up a bit. But anyway, they're fighting. And they have, you know, they're going through the offices. You know, I assume they're on the fourth floor. They never really... I didn't I didn't count how many floors they were on. Um, I think there's five floors in that place. Um so they're fighting, and then they end up going into a room, 
where you know they're fighting, and then you see see a Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton uh, skull on the wall. I was like, "Well, that's interesting." So they're fighting and they're fighting for a bit, and then all of a sudden, there's a you know another one of those you know record scratches. And Vince McMahon stands up, and he's wearing jeans for the first time. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm back. I'm back from my water grab. Okay. First of all, there are not five floors in that building. That building is taller than any of the halls at Western. That is not as high up as C5. That building is like 30, 40 40 floors, at least. Different buildings are different. That's the size of a Vegas hotel. Uh, it's not, but um, I wanna, I'm gonna go ahead and look up how big the head. I thought no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look this up because you're wrong. Um, do 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 do. Uh, seven floors. But I think two of those floors are um parking lot. Or parking garages, it should say. How in the hell is that five floors? That building is literally like 20 stories tall. It's only 10 stories. <clears throat> no way! Uh, how Titan Towers is only 10 stories? How many story? How many... What's? It's 84.8 feet tall. How many feet are in a story? They make that look a lot bigger than eight stories. Like, it doesn't, like, the building, like, even the picture, the building doesn't look that big. I think it looks, they make it look like it's 10 or 20. I thought the building was much taller than it was. Wow, okay. Well, to be fair to me, to some degree, they do have, like, 20 feet of floor. Um, okay, um, anyway, yeah, so the Vince thing, uh... Oh, Vince looks terrible. So they... Lord... So they, so he stands up and AJ and Dan you know, Brian look like, oh crap! He tells them to get out, and they're about to. And I was like, right, we'll get out. And then AJ's like, wait, and tells Dan Brian to you know put everything you know back together, put the chairs nice, and then they both like did the you know the master bow you know mm-hmm. as they left. Um, and then Vince put on hand sanitizer and went back to his legal notepad. Which is interesting, because if you listen to shoot interviews or you listen to podcasts and stuff, that's interesting from Vince because Vince doesn't really believe in sick being sick. Or that disease spreads to him, so that's kind of interesting. Um... And then they walk outside and AJ goes, man, you handled that like a real coward, you wuss. What are you talking about? You told me to put the chairs back. (laughs) I guess I did. Um, And then they start beating up each other and the music starts again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why is Naya so garbage at working and why does she still have a job? They we got to the roof and she's fighting with somebody and she's doing I don't know what move it was it was it, well, first, I don't know whether uh, she, yeah I don't know whether she's trying to do the Samoan drop or what but she literally just lobs somebody off doesn't even do it right she just doesn't give a 
about safety. Well, that wasn't even lobbing. She briskly set her down. But um, first you had, you know, pretty much all the guys fighting each other in a conference room. And then uh, then Baron King, King Corbin ends up taking everybody out. And it's like, I'm headed towards the roof. And then they do the, you know, the, the big scaling. Yeah. They go into the roof, and then you see Asuka, who, again, has been by herself. You know, she was she had a, like a ten minute head start. <laughs> She's been by herself the whole damn match. She ends up. Oh, before I forgot. Before this, uh, I forgot. Um, before they went, I forgot that the there was a women's spot in between the men's between AJ Styles and them fighting in the conference room. See, uh, the women were forgettable. Well, I just, uh, it's, I remember it happening. I just forgot where it happened. And, um, so this is where Nia Jax take Nia Jax is the one that took out Shayna Baszler. She runs her into a wall. That's it? Yeah. Oh. So that's what killed Shayna? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, they all run up the blue stairs. Because they end up zooming in on the sign that's not the red stairs, the blue stairs. Yeah, the blue stairs. It's very important. By the way, there was multiple times where both the men and the women went separate directions, um, even though they're going to the same place. <laughs> um, so, Oscar's come in, comes in with Nia Jax on her heels. Um. They go into the ring, you know, and then they're, they're, you know, then this is where there's a little bit more wrestling than, you know, this is where the wrestling match of the rest of the starts, pretty much. Um, and you, uh, like, there's only three, only three of the women show up. Because, like I said earlier, Carmella, Dana, and Shayna were all taken out. Right, because Carmella has been taken out by being put through a table. Shayna has been taken out by being run over by Nia Jax. And the floor monster has gotten uh, Dana Brooke. Um, and apparently, I don't know if you know this, but um, since the floor monster has beaten Dana Brooke, uh, the floor monster gets a number one contenders match next week. So that'll be interesting. Oh, you didn't think that was funny? Not really. Oh, Damn. You know, fun. So, Lacey comes in, hits the woman's right on Nia Jax. Um, Asuka attempts to climb the ladder. And then uh, they all start attacking her and Oscar ends up knocking Lacey Evans into Nia Jax, taking them both out of the match. And here comes King Corbin. So they both start to climb up the ladder. Okay. Why is King Corbin climbing the ladder with Oscar? And why does Oscar start punching him? I don't know. Like I said, I don't think they went through the rules. <laughs> but why are they beating each other up? There's two briefcases up there. This didn't make any damn sense. 
Well, to be fair, you know, two people climbing a ladder at the same time doesn't 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 work out too well. But you're <laughs> you're trying to accomplish the same goal. The yeah, fuck? but you want to make sure that what you're the you one doing? that gets it. And you can't trust King Corbin. <laughs> um. So she slaps King Corbin in the face and then kicks him off, and then she ends up winning the match. And Asuka is the Mrs. Money in the Bank. And then Michael Cole, who apparently recorded this at four in the morning, uh, goes through this again, and it sounded like shite. Um, okay. For the women's half of this, I give it an F. Even as a B, even as an action movie, this was terrible. Um, I guess, I guess you explained why Shayna wasn't involved in the finish, but still, I thought it was kind of stupid. Um, the right person won, and when we do get to Raw, and then wrap things up, it is very clear why Asuka won, and it was the, it was the right move, because I think I know what they're going to do next. Um, and, and it's the right move. Um... Well, I've got two ideas of what they do next. Um, but yeah, the, the women's thing was horrible. That, that was awful. Uh, the men did a much better job, except they nearly got an automatic F from me. Because I knew this was going to happen. It's real easy to I, do, by the way. I knew they wouldn't... I knew they wouldn't be able to to let this go by without it happening. I knew what would occur. I just didn't believe that it would. But they did. So the women are done. And, um... Otis makes it onto the roof, almost trips. Yep. Goes to... Otis tries to climb a ladder and breaks the rung. Yeah, because... <laughs> Because, just in case you miss SmackDown. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, time out. I, I have this written down. So does Otis weigh more than Big Show, Kane, or Nia Jax? Big Show had his own special ladder, remember? But wasn't he in a match with a regular ladder? Maybe. And Kane never had special ladders. You're telling me Otis weighs more than Kane. So Nia Jax is 272 pounds build, or build weight. Um, okay, I can bet Otis is 300. Okay, so heavier than Nia. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. Kane's 323. Uh, let's see. Trying to find Otis. 330. All right. So he's seven. So so seven pounds more, and Kane breaks the ladder. Apparently. Well, he's also like Kane's also taller. Yeah, I guess, I guess if the you want to do that, but I, I don't really, think it matters on a ladder. I don't necessarily put stock in BMIs, but and also you know the fat ratio is different, also. Right. I guess. I just thought the ladder break was kind of rigged. Um, it, it, I thought it was kind of weird. I mean, yeah, it was. They should have done it twice. All right. 
so they they're uh, AJ Styles. Oh, all uh, the, the murder. All the, all the guys made it, right? Yeah. Hey, yes, time? everybody made it. Uh, unfortunately, two would not leave. Yeah. Um, throughout the match, by the way, uh, throughout the this portion, they are do they uh, zoom out and do a pan of the roof. Um, I actually. I counted. don't care. They still showed the abyss below and still wanted to make it look like it was a murder. Whatever. So I actually counted, and at least half of these times actually showed where they went. So they showed ten times. They panned ten times in multiple durations of the match, and then well, they why the, even have them go off? It's stupid, any way you look at it. I didn't say it was smart. Uh, In case you don't know what we're talking about, King Corbin is fighting with Rey Mysterio at the edge of the roof. He whips Rey off the roof. Then Aleister Black shows up, and he whips Aleister Black off the roof. And then all of social media puts R.I.P. Rey and Aleister. Rest in peace. Um, I, you know, I, I, I made the joke on Reddit, uh, will Vince have to come back, at least Vince doesn't have to come back to life for this, um, so, uh, live Russell Funeral, probably coming on Raw, at least you would think, cause, uh, Corbin, so, Corbin has killed Elias, who had a mirror, so, you know what, but they'll be fine, because Ray and, um, Alistair can go to Elias's Miracle Doctor, um, who who saved a lot? Who also helped flat- AJ Styles from being buried alive? Oh yes, who, yes, the same guy that revived AJ Styles. You're right. Um, by the way, they showed they did a panorama three times after this. Then why have him go off? If you're going to show that it's not real, then why have him go off? I it's just it's stupid. I mean, I don't Any think way you look at YouTube, it, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, I know what you, no, believe me, dude, I know what you're saying, but my counter to that is, then why go off the damn roof? It's just stupid, I, it's just stupid any way you look at it. Um, but yeah, no, um, they go off the roof, so Corbin may want to lay low for a while, because, well, let's see, he tried to kill Elias, he killed Rey Mysterio, and he killed Aleister Black. So he just committed a double homicide and committed a, a previous attempted murder. Corbin may want to get the hell off television so the cops don't know where he is. And that was basically the social media reaction. I saw a few, oh my god, you killed Ray, you bastard. Making a South Park reference. Those were great. Um, The finish. Shall we get to the finish? Yep. Uh, King Corbin was on the other side from AJ, right? Yes. Okay. King Corbin is on one side of the ladder. AJ is on the other. And they're going up and they're fighting. And AJ unclips and I'm like, oh. Uh, AJ won. Okay. I kind of expected somebody to get pushed off a ladder. <clears throat> and then Corbin grabs it from Styles, give me that! And I'm like, isn't it the first person to unhook the they briefcase? They at the same time. And I'm like, okay, so this is going to be weird. 
They fumble it, and Otis catches it. Well, don't forget Elias hits it. Oh, yeah, sorry, Elias runs up, and so, wait a minute. Actually, yes, I'm glad you brought up the Elias thing. So, it took Asuka about 30 minutes of being unseen. We don't know when Elias started. He probably started, you know, he probably, because I don't think he was on SmackDown last Friday, so he probably started last week. (laughs) But, But Elias could somehow find it in five minutes. Or was there the entire time and no one saw it? Um, possible there's no better way to play guitar than on a roof. <laughs> was he just hiding on the roof? Um, so anyway, so Elias hits Corbin with a chair. Corbin, so the briefcase... Corbin falls off. AJ has it yeah. for a second, but fumbles it. Fumbles. Who catches the briefcase and is now the winner for some reason? Otis, because he had control. Otis. So... In the NFL, we have what the hell is a catch, and now in WWE, we have what the hell is a money in the bank contract win. You would have to have control of the package, which you also have to have control of the ball, so. <laughs> oh, what the hell is a catch? Um, Otis Dozovich is the men's money in the. Randy, I won! And everybody was like, oh, wait, really? Uh, what? It surprised everybody. It did. It did. Um, and, uh, well, we got this one wrong. This was the only thing that we got wrong, by the way. Or, well, uh... The only thing I got wrong. You got, every, you got the women's one wrong. Oh, I got the women's one. I got my will for the women's one wrong. Yeah. Oh... Uh, That was the last person I expected to win. Honestly. You know he's not going to cash. I hope they let him cash it in. I doubt it. it. Unless it's going to be a while if he does. He won't do it. Corbin will take it from him. I can tell you right now. Or maybe AJ. I doubt AJ though. Probably Corbin. And Mandy screws him. That's no, but you wait. can use money in the bank for a mid-card storyline. Why no, not? No, don't. Because you devalue money in the bank because money in the bank is supposed to be about a world title match. It, there would be a world title match. That's like using the belts to start a feud. It happens. Make the belt look bad. Huh. Um... Otis is champ. He talks about Mandy. Mandy puts a thing on Twitter. Nice job. Um, Like, congratulating Otis. Everybody is stunned. Now, I mentioned earlier about Braun them booking themselves into a corner again with Strowman and Wyatt. Okay. Oh, by the way, I really like the men's one. As a entertainment slash action movie, the men's thing gets an A. Um, The women's thing gets an F because they were horrible. Um, and the men were great. And the whole action movie thing. Uh, okay. What I mentioned earlier about Strowman and Wyatt, now that we have established that Otis has won. The problem with this. You have pigeonholed yourself into a corner. Not that it's the wrong thing to do. It is the right thing to do. 
But this makes the money in the bank the wrong person. He's got a year. <clears throat> you have put yourself into a position where the, where the next Strowman-Wyatt match has to be The Fiend. Now, I don't want the title back on The Fiend again. Because that means he has to lose it. Which means he has to lose a match. And that is the title that they like to do really stupid things with. Like give it to Bill freaking Goldberg. So, Strowman has to drop the belt before the next time he sees The Fiend. Not necessarily. I mean, there's always ways around it. I think he has to because The Fiend has to win. To me, you need to get the title off Strowman as quickly as possible. The only way to safely do that, for Strowman's sake, is money in the bank. Is to be like, hey look, you lost, I'm moving on to my next challenger. Why uh, The Fiend comes in and screws Bray out of the title. Or it, or screws up the end of the finish or whatever or, or not the end of, and not the end of the match after the match I'm trying to say after the match he attacks Strowman cash in he costs Strowman the title then they go fight that's the so, only way I think so you can do this. So then the fiend this. still wins the title. No, the fiend doesn't. Strowman doesn't have the title after the match. Strowman retain. I screwed up my trying to talk through this. Strowman is having a title fight with somebody else. Strowman wins. The Fiend comes out and attacks Strowman after the match. The money in the bank cash-in happens. Strowman drops the title. And is forced. he drops the belt. And because the Fiend cost him his title, Strowman is now pissed off and goes back to the Fiend. So... You didn't make Strowman lose. You didn't give the Fiend the title again, so you force him to lose down the road. You kept everything the way it should, and you got your next champion out of it. But now it's Dozovic. I don't think they're putting their belt on him. Do you? I don't, at least not anytime soon. Like I said, he has a year. I don't think so. So you've booked yourself into a corner... Where how are you going to get the belt off? Are you just going to put the title on Bray? I wish I don't think you should do. Because it didn't work the first time you did it. And I don't trust them not to do something stupid. Like have him lose to Bill Goldberg. Again. How do you get him out of the title without money in the bank? Because money in the bank is the perfect get out of jail free card. That's why, like, somebody who, that, that's why, like, Kyrie Sane should have been in this match. Well, Raw, we know why, but in theory. That is why Kyrie Sane should win this instead of Asuka. Because you can use the money in the bank as a get out of jail free card if you book yourself into a corner. Or to set up somebody for the future. 
Kyrie Sane would have been the perfect one to win the women's match because then she would have been set up for the future, and if something crazy happened, they would have had somebody ready to go. Unfortunate, or it, very fortunately for the person that it happened or it is happening to, and fortunately for the winner, that thing was right darn now. But for the men's side of things, they're clearly using Odovich, uh, Otis is money in the bank when in a, in a storyline with him, in a storyline centering around him. But if you're going to do that, then don't you have an issue also with not having a way to get the title off the of Strowman and not having a way to get the title put back on The Fiend? Which I don't think should happen, and I don't think that you should go again with Wyatt. Because Wyatt, it, it is now known that Wyatt can't beat Strowman. I don't think they should go again with him. It should be The Fiend. And they already teased that the next one is going to be The Fiend, because they did it after the match. So, congratulations, WWE. You have booked yourself into a quarter again. Well, there's no guarantee that he has to be in the next match. I mean, no, there's no more automatic rematches, so... No, no, no. I understand that, but the best way to... Because they're... Uh, but they have obviously and clearly shown that they're going to go for this again. And the, the correct way to do it that doesn't make Strowman lose is, is money in the bank. That doesn't have him directly losing a match is money in the bank. I mean, there's other ways to not directly lose a match, like disqualifications. I mean, you can have Sami Zayn show up because he's never really finished with them. But you can't lose the title off DQ. Yeah, but you can have distraction. I guess, but I just feel like Money in the Bank is such a better way. It's already preset. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to show lack of focus. Like, I don't know. It's just, that's just me. I am guessing that nothing's going to happen with the briefcase until fans return. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I also don't think there's going to be another pay-per-view until fans return. The next pay-per-views in June. They've already set it out. I don't know why they're doing pay-per-views now. I don't get it. I mean, they've always done pay-per-views. Look. I'm I'm openly curious to see how they're going to do this because I think they've got selves into a deep corner. I don't know. We'll see. They've gotten in corners before. And they've done pretty terrible jobs getting out of them. In some instances. So. All right, on to Ron, we'll wrap this up. Unless you had final thoughts on money in the... Oh, I guess since I've graded the whole thing, I'll do a final rate or something. Um, I say money in the bank gets a B plus as a, a final grade or like a three and a half stars on a five if we're doing a scale here. Because you know what? The more of the matches were good than not. This was a very good pay-per-view. The duds were everything involving the women, unfortunately. And... Everything the men did was from good to great, to great action movie. So, uh, yeah, this entertainment event gets a B plus. 
for me. I, I think it was a good pay per view. But what what was your overall final thoughts? All right, that is decent. Uh, like I said, I well, I mean, I liked the stuff that the women did. I mean, it wasn't as good as the men's side, and I thought they could do more with the women. But you also, you know, if you had if you had better people, yep, in the match, like you know, yep. I mean, I liked Anna Brooke, but she hasn't proved herself yet. Kyrie Sane needed to be here. Kyrie Sane should have been in there. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. You ready for Raw? And then we can wrap this thing up. Yep. Okay. Monday Night Raw. First, it starts out. Becky Lynch is in the ring. She says she has to go away for a while. And she's got the money in the big briefcase. And Oscar comes out. I was like, what the hell? Why do you have my briefcase? She goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Opens the contents of the briefcase. The Raw Women's title is in there. Because Becky Lynch is announcing uh, that she's relinquishing the title. Asuka gets very happy and does her stupid dancing around and screaming Japanese lady crap. And does, then, the dancing around has gotten her over during this pandemic. And Becky says, yeah, well, you know, Joey Ryan is also over with some people. Um, doesn't mean it isn't stupid. Uh, Becky says, well, it's I'm glad you're happy. You go be a warrior. I'm going to go be a mother. And then Asuka gets very happy for Becky. This was kind of nice. Oh, a mother. And then they have a hug. And then Becky walks off. And who knows until we see Becky again. Um, the baby's due in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck to Rebecca Quinn, and I don't know Seth Rollins' real name off the top of my head, so... Is it Tyler Black, or is that not his real name? No, I don't think that's his real name. I think that's his indie name. Hang on. Colby Lopez? Colby Lopez. So. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why he's got better names. Um, so yeah, so good luck to them. And, um, uh, enjoy your time. Uh, so, uh, Seth needs a face turn, right? No. No? No. What, are you going to use the kid as a member of your church? Oh, no. Oh, no. I just pray to God he doesn't. he's not born on December 25th. <laughs> oh, God, I, I, no. I will say this before we get into it. Uh, I, I did, I loved the genuineness of Oscar because I don't think I I think this is almost like during the Roman Reigns thing that uh-huh. only a select few people knew. So I think that was like legit surprise on Oscar's part. Yeah, like the yay and the hugs. Yeah, I did. I, I thought that was. I was at too. work and like I started seeing like things like oh you know that big was going to make a huge announcement and people say oh she's pregnant she's pregnant I'm like no 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 no. Um, uh, I would admit that I was upset at first. Um, because I'm the type of person that doesn't like change. And, you know, that's like the biggest change of all is having a child. And well, see, like, my my initial reaction was, no, because I thought it was going to be a work. And then I saw that it was real. I'm like, oh, 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 good for her. Nice. And, like, you know, for for whatever reason, I always have, like, when somebody close or somebody that I know, you know, and we've, we've, watched Becky Lynch week in and week out for like a couple of years you know I always have like a almost like a sense of dread when somebody announces 
they're pregnant. Like my sister just announced she's pregnant, and it I'm literally scared to death. But then I was also wondering, like, why now? Hmm. Like, well, I know what happens. Uh, I know it happens. Um, this was kind of like, uh, like I thought this when like Scarlett Johansson was got pregnant before she taped uh, one of the Avengers movies. It's like why now? And um, uh, we remember uh, Taylor Hanneman uh, from Western. Mm-hmm. She was um, one of the mainstays on our NCAA tournament run. Yep, right before and, the season. And she, um, senior year, uh, her last game ends up being December. We end up you know, going on Christmas break and she doesn't go to the holiday tournament or whatever. There she go. And, um, uh, we end up like there was, sus- we were suspected. And then I think we found out off the record that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Of course, we couldn't say anything about it. That's a, that's a wonderful thing about news, by the way, is you know a lot <laughs> more than you can say. And sometimes yeah. you don't know what you can say. Um, uh, and I always, and I always wonder, like, why? I mean, she literally only had a couple months left in her senior season, and you know, I guess these things happen. You know, God has well, life happens, has his has his, his, his own ways, and um, her and her husband end up having a child. Um, I believe she was actually like a couple months pregnant. Yeah, she was before she found out. So she was still playing, and which happens yeah. a lot with athletes. Um so that, um but yeah, Becky Lynch um isn't making any decisions right now of what her future is. She's done everything. Uh, hopefully she comes back to at least win the tag team titles once. So, so she no, can be... I say I say look, let her go away from two let her go away for two years or year or two, whatever, however long she wants. Let her go off and then when she's ready, she comes back, and you wait for Mania, and then that title's mine. I never relinquished it, and bing, bang, boom, with whoever it is. It could be Rhea, because now we're talking two years down the road. This could I be I don't think EO. it takes that long. Whoever this could be, a year down the road to whatever. However, it could be next WrestleMania. If, if, but Next WrestleMania is, is probably the earliest she would be back. Right, so who? That's what I'm saying. I think you should save it for Mania. Her I return should money, be at Mania. I'm gonna throw, you know, when we can, we can throw our money in of when we think she would return. I put my money in SummerSlam of next year. I say Rumble, a Rumble or a Mania. Rumble? If she returns at all, because she cannot. I don't think Rumble because that's like literally a month. It depends on how the birth goes. One thing. No, no, no. I'm saying like Rumble in two, like not this next Rumble, but the one after. I just like, see Rumble 22. Years. I don't see you're gone that long. I, I say do it Rumble or Mania 22. And then you say, that title's mine, I never relinquished it. Then you have an awesome match pegged in right there. Boom. Or she can just go away and she's if she says this is it and she just sires children for the rest of her days and enjoys her retirement. She's in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, she's already in the Hall of Fame. By herself, not yeah. as a four horsewoman. She's in there by herself. Yeah. Okay, good. So I don't think she has to come back. I think it'd be nice to come back. Yeah. I don't think she needs to. She's probably got enough money. Yeah, she has a. She has. She's one of the top paid. Women she's got on the, the money, and 
I mean, her and her and Seth are or Lopez or whatever they're really, they're married, aren't they? Not yet. They're not. Well, she's got his money. She might have more money than him, but that's <laughs> or um, endorsements or whatever. But they got you know between the two of them, they got plenty of damn money. She don't need the money now, so she may not come back at all, and that that's fine. I don't mind. I mean, she'll probably Let's, come back. She probably won't come back full time. I think she should come back for one more match to put somebody over. Because why have why have people wrestle for twenty five years anymore? If they want to do other stuff. Well, the wh- no. like what the women don't usually wrestle that long. At least not in the WWE. Like Chris Stratus only wrestled six years. Right. So Becky's about at her. She's and seven. What? What did? Trish leave to go do. She got married. Well, yeah. she left to take care of her mom. Oh, is that what? Oh, I thought uh, she right when she left right when she had her uh, kid. No, she didn't have a kid until uh, she wasn't pregnant until. Um, uh, oh, that was years later. Okay. Oh, okay. But but anyway, Becky's been around a while. Yeah. So she I'm... came in in thirteen. It is now twenty. She's been there seven years. She's done about what you're going to do. The only thing left for Becky to do is lose and have her go-away match and get her ovation on Raw or wherever or her ovation at the end of Mania. That's that's what's left for her. Yeah, but I can I can see her. I mean, at least the child is going to have a lot of aunts and uncles backstage. Because I think Charlotte's going to be there forever. Charlotte is also, as we speak, being prescribed multiple birth control pills. And <laughs> I feel like Charlotte's going to be there forever. Andrade so... is being threatened with his <laughs> life by Vince, Vince McMahon. Is pointing a gun at Andrade's head. Um, no, I, I think Charlotte's going to be there for a while. So, there's, you know, you don't need, I don't think you need Becky anymore. Yeah. I, think, I think she'll be back. Um, so, you know. come back. Rain on if you want to, because she can. She'll probably still be able to do it, and I bet that. And it's not like the people aren't going to accept her back. Yeah, I'm looking for a huge pop she's gonna get. Right. So, or if you just want to drop the hype into a match and just give the rub to somebody and go on, then do it. Yeah, baby's due in December. She could. so she her timetable for return is anywhere after after March, probably. Yeah, I say ah hold it. Just hold it. Just the let the people somewhat forget and then it'll be better when she returns. But uh I started to feel better about it when I watched the video of her you know, her bittersweet and you know, because bittersweet is like yeah. something that a lot of people can understand. How, like, it's, a rela- it's a relatable thing, too. How this is, like, you know, like, the best thing that can ever they happen, sh- but also the worst thing. They should thing. have They should have had everybody come out and, like, clap for her and give her they a more proper... They did that backstage, I think. Enough. Did they? I think they should have done it publicly, personally. Also, I wouldn't have had the intervening 20 minutes of Asuka screaming and dancing when, when she didn't know. Like, they should have had Asuka come out right at the end. Like there was some, there was ten minutes of dancing that I fast forwarded because it was stupid and didn't need to happen. God, I hate that gimmick. So 
So stupid. Make somebody look like a wrestler, not a freaking clown. Um, especially gotta, a really good one. You also gotta understand the cultural differences, but... Especially a really good one like Asuka, too. And this oh is God. not different. Asuka's been dancing ever since... In Japan. So, she's like... She's still but where she's, are we? She's having fun. And like I said, she, it is the very reason why she's... But Evan, are we in Japan? No. Okay. But everybody else is liking it, so you are. You if are I can, if I can go play Japanese, ba- if I can, like Tyler Saladino is one of the better players on his Korean league baseball team. He's not in the MLB anymore. Uh hello. Of course, countries are different. Things are different. Okay, whatever. Uh, I like it, and uh, apparently WWE likes it because they keep having her do it, and they made her champion. Um, so Asuka and Kairi Sane are probably going to be the top baby faces now, taking Becky Lynch's place, right? Yeah. Because I don't know who else they would have. Um. Alright, so the money in the bank is out, the title is in. And it makes sense because even like, um, even if she vacated it, you know, logic says I'm going to cash in because there's nobody has the title. Right. Um. Want to save the rest of Raw for Thursday? Because yeah, kinda... that's yeah. We can save the rest of Raw because this one's pretty long, and I'm hungry. Um. But uh, congratulations to Becky Lynch, and uh, yeah. look forward to. Congrats. Looking forward to um looking forward to your return. Yeah. Um she ain't gonna hear this, but you know, it sounds good. Or, um, we have we have a lot of fans in Ireland, nine percent. <laughs> uh but yeah, good luck. You know, hope everything goes well, most Did certainly. You know that, uh Seth Rollins lives in Moline. Yeah. He's an Illinois kid. Well he's from Iowa. Or at least he claims himself to be an Illinois kid. Yeah, and that's bold. Not too many people like that. Yeah, really. I mean, I do, but I'm loyal to a lot of things. By the way, we'll talk about... So, so since we're doing most of this stuff on that on Thursday, we will talk about, you know, NXT, um, more Raw. Talk about how uh, Seth Rollins looks like, looks like Vince McMahon threatened to kill him throughout everything. Because he just looked wrecked this last Monday. Mm-hmm. And we might even be able to... Oh, talk about The Undertaker last ride, part one. And maybe even get to some of the some of the miscellaneous stuff we've always talked about that we never get to talk about. Mm-hmm. So we can do all that stuff on Thursday. So this is basically Money in the Bank. And I think the Becky stuff is pertinent to Money in the Bank still. Because, well... You know, it kind of wraps things up. Um, By the way, that was a great, that was a, a great, great idea. The way they, they did it, it was great. Yes, I agree. As long as we're this far down the road, uh, down this road, we can go on another two minutes. What do you think is going to be the 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 first challenger for Oscar? 
I think it is either Shayna and Shayna wins, or it's somebody else, and this is when you switch Kyrie and go Kyrie and Asuka. Because you wouldn't plan to do that, but since an unplanned for situation came up, at least as far as we know, since a situation came up, I think this might be the time that you pulled the trigger and do Kyrie and Asuka. I mean, I think I don't know be... what you do with Shayna. I'm, I'm honestly because Shayna still should have won the damn title at Mania. You shouldn't have needed this. Shayna's probably going to be taking on Shayna and I are probably going to be t- fighting each other a little bit. And the the winner of that feud winds up. So Shayna winds up with uh, whoever wins the Kyrie Asuka feud. All right, I'm fine with that. Something like that. Um, like I said, I think. Uh, I'm but what do you think of the Kyrie Asuka idea? I like it. I don't think it would necessarily... I think it would be more like a respect thing. Like, you know, awesome matches type thing. Like, not necessarily a heel face. Right. Which, which you can get away with, especially because there's no fans. And that's why you can... Ran- that's why Asuka randomly turned face. Even though I think that they've been playing face for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I hope that this isn't just a... I hope... I hope that Oscar's not a holdover champion, a transition champion. Like I hope she has a decent run, and they're pretty much. Oh, because they're all kind of transitional champions, but well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I am trying to find the champions list. The champions list for what? Okay, they okay okay. I was just making sure they didn't have the tag ties on them still because I, I'm hungry and couldn't remember. I was just making sure they didn't have the women's tag titles nope. because that would have made things awkward. Okay, uh, yes. tag teams fight each other all the time. No, I think you can do this. I think you can do Asuka and Kyrie effectively. Yeah, uh, like I said, I think uh, Asuka and Kyrie Sane are going to take the place of Becky Lynch because Kyrie Sane is great heel fodder um and also Kyrie Sane has the character enough to be a top top baby and I say this because Oscar can do both heel and Kyrie Sane is decent as heel um but Oscar can do both and that way like if you need a Kyrie Sane is your safe top baby face if need be yep but I think Oscar can be your top right now yeah and and maybe if you want to push for the future, then Kyrie's right there. Yeah. So you you have got yourself in a very good position. But Kyrie's is thirty one, so I'm not sure how much of a future. But it, in the terms of wrestling, yeah. So, all right, well, that's going to be it for this show. Thursday, we will be back with another show. We will, of course, talk about, then at that point, we will talk about the rest of Monday Night Raw because we kind of tied everything together for Money in the Bank. And then we'll talk about NXT as well. And I'm in the mood for actual wrestling, so maybe I'll record AEW. And then I'll watch The Last Ride, and maybe Evan will finally watch The Damn Dark Side of the Rings. That he still has never watched. 
that are on YouTube for free. Just sitting there waiting for them. All pretty and pink and all good documentary-like. Just sitting there waiting for Evan to watch them. But he refuses. Having time. <laughs> Alright, Evan, is that it for you? Yep. That is it for this 32nd edition of the No Marks Allowed podcast. Stay tuned. Later this week, we will have another episode. You can find us. Well, you can find me on the Sports Fixins podcast, Facebook.com. Type in Sports Fiction, Fictions. Fixins. F-I-X-I-N-S. That well, sports is... Fictions right now because there's nothing going on. Yeah, Sports Fiction. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Fixins new recording and upload date. The new release date is Thursdays. Nobody was listening on Mondays and Tuesdays. So, new release date for Fixins is Thursday. That is the new release date for the Sports Fixins. So, we are going to do Thursday releases from now on. Maybe our Romanian friend. Well, I actually know who that is. Um, there's a Romanian who listens to the Sports Fixins. And perhaps he can listen on Thursdays. He or she, whatever, can listen on Thursdays. But anyway, if you want to listen to this or any other of the No Marks Allowed podcasts, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Tune in. We will have CastBox coming never for Evan Williamson. I am Michael Dion. Everybody, we are still in COVID, so please stay safe, stay healthy, stay in if you can. Wear a mask if you go outside. Don't be stupid. A peaceful protest does not need an AR-15. Have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and a good night.